Hi there, this is Kate McKenzie and welcome to my show. Today I'm talking to the fantastic actor and Rosen Bodywork therapist practitioner Annabelle Apsian. You may know her from many films and TV shows including Shameless and Call the Midwife, but did you know that she set up uh, the UK version of Rosen Bodywork Therapy? So she talks to us today about touch, about touching the inside and how she came to Rosen through her portrayal um, in the hill, the drama of the Hillsborough disaster, how she came to be touched by the reality of what, what happens to real people in, in real situations, how that led her to go for a massage weekend which turned into Rosen and how that journey deepened her life into this very soulful practice about touching in deeply into herself, into others, and knowing yourself on a very deep level. So it's a great privilege to chat to Annabelle, and I hope you really enjoy this show. And I wanted to talk to you because what I noticed from watching some interviews with you is that it was your acting career that got you into doing Rosen, and what I thought I could maybe ask you about is, I know it was, it was when, you did, when, when you did the docudrama Hillsborough and you, you played Jenny Hicks, whose two daughters were killed in the Hillsborough disaster. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you'd be happy to tell us about that and how that took you to, to Rosen Method. Of course, I mean, that experience didn't take me to Rosen Method. I had, um, always been interested in massage basically but I happened to find Rosen after I had been in that documentary and I was profoundly moved by the experience of um, meeting Jenny and Trevor and all the other people who had lost people that they loved there hearing about what had happened what should have happened, what didn't happen. Um, and I think, I, as I've said before, the experience of um, imagining myself to be in that situation was different than a fictional character. Oh. So before, when I had played people and I had played uh, people like, you know, Anna Karenina, she's a fictitious character. Mm. And actors um, inhabit the world of the characters that they play mm. so that even though they know it's not true, that part of them believes it is true. Yeah. And it's that part that enables you to kind of blank out the crew when you're shooting a movie or a, a TV, you're acting with your fellow actor and you're having the emotions and doing the dialogue, but you can often see the crew moving around or doing things for the lighting or, or things like that. So you have to kind of blot that out and lose yourself in the pretend. And what was different about, for me, about the experience of doing the documentary with uh, everybody else about the Hillsborough um, football disaster was that that I was um, imagining myself in a very real situation that was still very raw of course because of everything that had and hadn't happened around it 
and so it was it was different it affected me differently it affected me um very very deeply and um so after when i was you know uh, sometime later i happened to go to the frozen weekend thinking it was massage my reason for going was that actors and i don't know if you had this at the colleges that you went to but often part of the course and this is a really great thing for anyone who's thinking oh what course shall i do maybe do drama because the courses i did part of that was we would do massage on one another because you know it's this thing about you want to be relaxed and you and I, just now, we did a fun vocal warm-up before we started this and we were mucking yes. around. And that's just yes. the kind of thing that you do at drama schools or performance arts or things like this. So, mm -hmm. so touch um, was something that I felt very comfortable with, very safe with within those parameters. And I loved having massages. Whenever I'd travel around the world, I'd always get a massage in the different countries, which was really interesting, you know, in Japan. Um, China, India, all, all different cultures and different um, styles of bodywork. And I thought, oh, you know what, I'm free this weekend. It would be fun to learn a bit of massage because I thought, oh, I'd quite like to be good at it myself. But what was different about the Rosen and was that it's not just touching your body, it's touching kind of deeper than just your muscles. It's touching the part of you that um, is, is kind of often protected by our muscles. People talk about muscular armoring. Mm -hmm. So an example of that is when people have had to be very defended, you know, and you can see in their, like this, they're, they're, they're tense. They're kind of um, armored up, you know, you're not gonna get in here easily. And we all have that, whether it's easily visible or not, we've all got it. It's part of how we get through difficult things. And so what I found amazing was when I received this bodywork, and I wasn't expecting anything, because so I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just going to be a massage. So I wasn't at all expecting it. It completely took me by surprise. But it was like, as I've said before, the person found me, not just my tight muscles, but me who I am somehow they were able to find that and that I was so completely stunned by I mean I'd never met these people before and and I became fascinated I became fascinated and in the workshop you get to do it a bit yourself and I was amazed at what I could feel in another person who I didn't know when I was guided about the way that we work what you can feel what my touch can communicate and, you know, we all, hopefully, most people have, have uh, lucky enough to have hands or some part of themselves that they can use. You know, people are very adaptable. If you don't have hands, you often people get very sensitive and very good with, with other parts of their bodies. Or when you see um, my left foot, mm. um, learning to paint with his foot. So whatever parts, you know, we can use and, and, and with me, it was the hands, just this is free. Mm -hmm. This is something we all have. This is a skill actually in us. We all have, but we, we're not encouraged with that. You know, we're taught not to touch. In fact, kids always used to get told off for touching and now there's all that things. Even people feel guilty touching themselves. And so touch isn't something that we've really grown up with. But when you think of all the nerve endings um, in the hand and from what we understand now, the benefits of safe, 
contactful touch, all the hormones that are released, all the different effects that happen to us with the brain connecting. Touch is something that actually benefits us to give. It actually does us good to give touch as well as to receive. And it's free, you know, when you learn this. So I just thought, isn't this amazing? This is a skill um, that I never even knew it, we naturally have, but it is a skill. So um, learning how to use that touch and then there's all other aspects to it. But I suppose why I thought it's very good for actors and um, I think actors kind of take to this quite easily is because actors often think about what it's like to be somebody else. And this is about what it's really like to be you. Mm. And I think the two is important for actors. It's, it's obviously important. We want to know what it's like to be somebody else. And that's one of the reasons actors love to act because you're curious about life. You want to know what is it like to be that person or live in that age or in that experience, or I want to share that person's experience so more people can know what it's like if you have that life, if you have that experience. So that's wonderful. And then it's nice, you know, we have the ritual in the theatre of the audience clap. And that like breaks the spell. The actors go back, they take off their makeup, their costumes, they get ready. They might go and have a drink or go and do something. And it's kind of like um, debriefing, you know, the police when they've been through incidents. Now, luckily, thank God, they will have um, debriefing or people who've been through traumatic events. We understand more about that than we used to. And so I think in the same way, you know, you might think it's easy to come back into yourself, but um, I think sometimes it is harder for people. And I think that's one of the things maybe in society, we pe see people seeking or searching is themselves. They've somehow lost touch with parts of themselves. You know, why does this happen? How, how does it happen? And they're searching. And then just to rest in yourself, to feel really easy in yourself. You don't need to escape or avoid yourself or, you know, hide yourself. You're comfortable with yourself. And I think that's a nice kind of balance for us all, feeling comfortable in ourselves and then having interest to go out and what is it like to be somebody else? What would I find out? What would I learn that I, I myself don't know, but I, I'm interested to find out? Beautiful. And what I really notice about the way you express yourself and the way you talk about Rosen is the gentleness and how that gentleness is that process, as you were saying, of the de-armoring, of allowing people to be with places that have defended or got harder for very good reasons often. Uh, like you said, you know, to hold themselves together or to please or to shoulder or to have, you know, shoulding muscles, pleasing muscles. And I love the way in Rosen, you read, you read a person and you, you with, with great compassion, you know, with great tenderness, say, of course, you pulled your hips in to be a good, a good person, a good little child. Of course, your shoulders are tight because you had to take on so much. Of course, uh, you stopped reaching. I love the way Rosen names, um, like the arms are reaching muscles. So, of course, when, when little people kept reaching and then parents or caregivers understandably said go away I'm too busy go and 
do something by yourself, people often pulled back and stopped reaching out. And what I've noticed about, obviously I've been on Rosen, which I absolutely adore, but also I, I've watched your videos, is the way you, ex you explained how Rosen meets people so gently so that they can safely open, safely connect with their trauma or their armoring or their hardness. It's, it's this whole thing uh, which you expressed so beautifully about this safety to come to you. I, I wondered if you would happy to speak about that gentleness, that safety, about vulnerability, that kind of thing. Sure. I think um, with a, when you go and see a Rosen practitioner, and lots of people don't come on the courses, you know, they, they, they want to go and have a session, but I think it's quite a good idea to come on a course because it gives you a frame. Like I'm saying, I knew nothing about it. And when you're in a group with other people, you see the changes in other people. And often we can see the changes in other people more easily than we can see our own changes. And we mirror things, you know, you'll recognize things in people and they'll recognize things in you. But basically, um, a lot of tension, as I was saying, has arisen because we have had to protect our soft sides, if you like, from the, the tough external world. And this isn't to say that challenges or difficulties are bad because we learn, we grow. It's a bit like muscle, you know, when you're developing muscle, it you know, you're using your muscles, you're exercising your muscles and your muscles grow stronger but we don't want our muscles to be tense and rigid all the time. Right. So we want to have both. We want to have our strength, our resilience, but we also want our softness and our relaxation. Right. And again, some people find it very difficult to truly relax this deep restorative, restorative relaxation where we're relaxing physically, emotionally, you know, we feel really safe. We can kind of switch off. And what happens in a Rosen session is that the touch isn't demanding, nor is it taking anything away. So I absolutely love massage of all types. I don't think I've ever had a massage of a style that I haven't enjoyed and I love. And I'll go for different things, but often I go because I've got tight muscles and I want to relax. I really want to relax. So the masseur is if you like, they're soothing away my tension. Whereas in Rosen, we're more interested in meeting and, and, and meeting that tension, kind of coming it up to it so that I can feel it. Because often we can't really feel what we're doing in our body. And then instead of somebody kind of pushing it, they just kind of meet it with the same amount of pressure that we're using on ourselves in order to have that tight muscle and different people respond differently. So some people will find this light, very gentle touch irritating mm. to them. It, that might not feel safe. They might feel more safe with quite a strong touch. So they really can feel the strength of the person and they want to feel that they can go into their muscles and they want to feel that the other person can take them on if you like. So everybody has different things that allow them to relax. And generally we feel relaxed when, as you say, the part of us that's monitoring everything, our kind of little, um, scout that's on the lookout for potential danger 
it's so lovely when okay scout we're completely fine you can take an hour's break you know you can go and lie down yourself and and so when we really feel that we relax in a different way so some people there's all kinds of reasons why people find it difficult to relax but really very simply they used to say with Rosen it's relaxation coupled with awareness so you relax but you have insights you have awareness it's not going to sleep relaxation it's actually heightened um consciousness it's heightened sensation and presence to what we're actually feeling whether that's physical emotional something else and it's this lovely you need both you want both and so sessions tend to have stages where uh, people might be more alert then they will relax then they might feel something then physically emotionally and it's so you you kind of go it's different every time mm -hmm. um and people it's it, sometimes people just um they're so busy uh that they just to come back to who you are to have somebody it sounds a silly thing of course i know who i am but sometimes we're so caught up in what we've got to do and the roles we have we don't know who we are without all our roles, without our to-do lists, without all our relationships. Well, who am I? What's there? And just to find this kind of simple place, it can often be very refreshing. Often people kind of have forgotten their fun side um, or their whatever side it is. You know, it's just the parts of us that are actually very valuable, but perhaps we haven't we've forgotten about them so it's helping people to to bring to bring out more of what's in them that that's nourishing that's pleasurable that's life-giving that's affirming that's important and what was so lovely was <clears throat> was i saw you talking about breathing and and it's marvelous to practice breathing and to open to breathing but that the idea in rosen might be that your diaphragm might relax so much that you're not concentrating on breathing there's a difference there's a different allowing with breathing i don't know if you want to say anything about about that um just marion who, who founded the work she noticed that when people's diaphragms relax and she was a physiotherapist so she had a very good anatomical sense of being able to go in and find things i mean uh, much more so than me but when that part of you as she described it relaxes and it's the muscle involved in breathing <clears throat> people often experience a state of surrender peace acceptance which is really beautiful and it's not a feeling that we generally have and of Again, when you're having a Rosen session, you're lying on a table. And generally when that happens is when you're lying on your back in the session and the practitioner has their hands around your rib cage, or sometimes it happens spontaneously. But there's obviously the room then for your ribs to really expand. Whereas when we're going around or when we're in a tight posture, your diaphragm can't relax. But when you're relaxed, and it, it gives you a different sensation of yourself, a different experience of your own aliveness, which, as I say, people often call it 
a feeling of surrender and trust and it's a beautiful feeling so we're not we're we're not going fishing for that if you like we're going to find whatever turns up you know we're going to be with whatever's there it will be there but when people do have that feeling it's very profound it's like a profound sense of yourself at peace which once you've experienced it you know that's there you know that's in you you know you have that you have the capacity for that and that that just that little experience can be kind of quite transformational for many people mm. so as i say it's 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 more just to see what's there and that's the fun thing that we're all so unique um you know this is the wonderful paradox isn't it we're all the same and we're all unique and so every time you have the experience there's something fresh it's never old hat because we're being changed by life all the time you know every second and as we know all our cells are changing and life is shaping us and we're discovering things all the time so every time we go something different comes up it's it's so it's beautiful to learn this method because it's endlessly fascinating and endlessly creative and it's extraordinary too because the creator marion rosen came out of such a, a harsh environment uh, coming out of you know nazi germany and experiencing the discrimination that she wasn't allowed to sing in the lutheran church because uh, she'd been born jewish even though her parents or her mother adopted christianity um, she experienced being ostracized she couldn't marry her boyfriend because he was a gentile there were lots of ways she started to be made different and, and her siblings all had to go to different countries and she ended up going to Sweden where she developed this work so out of that that kind of torturous beginning of being so othered um, and and alongside you know other people who were murdered she created this method which was so welcoming and not trying to change anything but noticing and being with it, it's so interesting that she came out of such a, a difficult place and then and that sensitivity that she had created this kind of sensitivity to bring to the world mm. and I think Marion always says that she had to learn to be invisible when she was still in uh, Germany when um, Hitler was in power and she was quite a tall athletic young woman and haven't we all known that when we want to be invisible and we make ourselves invisible we're walking around but we're not we're invisible for all intents and purposes so i think she had had so many experiences in her life um that she drew on in her work and she had had her early training in germany bef before hitler came to power working with this uh, avant-garde group of um, psychoanalysts and uh, breathwork and massage. So she'd had that and then she obviously, she had to learn to observe. And when you're in danger, you get very good at observing and observing human nature. And also when she was in transit, basically in Sweden, you know, she was, she was a refugee 
you know, she was waiting to get to America. So uh, again, she was observing, she was learning all the time. And then when she got to America, um, I'm sure as with all of us, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, if we can use our life experiences um, in a way that benefits others, they become our treasure rather than the stone around our neck. So I think she, um, yeah, she, she used what she'd observed and what she'd experienced and what she was curious about. Would you mind if we have a quick pause? Perfect. Sorry, my dog is barking. So Annabelle, we, we, were, we were talking about how Marion Rosen, who developed Rosen Bodywork Therapy, how having had to learn how to be in, invisible in Nazi Germany, having had to be a refugee and observe and notice, having had to, having had been around breath workers and psychoanalytic um, therapists having been in so many different experiences this this in the end she turned that into gold and she turned that into part of her body of work and it's so interesting because obviously she was so ahead of her time because we're in this time really where people are looking at trauma not by pushing and shoving people but by allowing and noticing and giving that sense of kindness and safety and I just wondered if you'd speak to that a little bit yes i think um kindness i think to experience kindness um i think when i think about people who have influenced me it's the people that have been kind to me mm. but i still carry that gift um with me and i think i often think of rosen as kind touch even if it's firm sometimes it can be firm and going in but it feels kind as do a lot of body works so i wouldn't claim that but i think there is a quality to feeling that kindness that has an impact in us. I think we're designed to be kind. I mean, we're designed to survive, but we're also designed to be kind to one another. Receiving kindness, oh my goodness, when you have that feeling, it fills you up. So when we're kind of being kind to one another, we're touching one another kindly, we're receiving the kindness. I think it has a very potent effect on us that is very strong. So it's gentle but it has a very powerful potent effect and i think what you're talking about is i suppose it's a, a mindset shift isn't it i remember i have had some kinds of body work where they would hurt you um to release your tension they would ah, and in a way it felt good at the time because it, you had an experience and your body releases the endorphins you know from the pain but it never lasted but the gentleness when i've had like these beautiful deep i mean deep gentle but strong that impact stays with me a lot longer it's almost like we can uh benefit from the nourishment of that in a way uh when it's less kind of intense but it's more um 
I don't know what the word is, flowing or something like this, it, it stays in. So I definitely believe in gentleness. And I mean, in the old days, they would tell kids off, wouldn't they? They would spank them to teach them things. And now, you know, people are being educated more to explain you know rather than punish and i think this is often what we're doing is we're listening to the body why why are you tightening here why is this hurting rather than fixing it or changing it or saying it should be different you shouldn't be tense there why don't you relax there oh, i'm gonna get in you know it's more like we this curiosity this love oh you know you've had to feel, oh i can really feel that oh gosh yes you know and it's a it's a different experience so i do think that um kindness isn't necessarily for wimps <laughs> it's, maybe it's the true warriors that um that dare to be kind well, perhaps, I, I yes, absolutely. And perhaps it's somewhere where all of us at the same time, although Marion obviously did this early on, we are learning how to invite because we came from a fix-it culture. In, in my experience, there was a culture of we must just do, 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 and then we'll, we'll get it done. And, and so to be invited into kindness can be quite radical in a way. Well, Marion was a physiotherapist. So when she was in Sweden waiting to go to America, she trained as a physiotherapist. And so she spent most of her life fixing people, exactly that. But she became fascinated because she wasn't doing Rosen method. She wasn't doing her own method that she developed. She was working as a physio. But she became really curious about why is it that some people don't seem to recover? and others do well why is it that people recover but they keep coming back with something else so because she'd had all this other training you know she was interested and she started to ask people you know maybe when they'd backache had started you know what what's been going on at home you know very simply and people might say and they obviously felt safe with her to say um, actually, um, my mother's terribly ill or whatever it might be. And she could feel a change in their body. She would be working on their back that correlated with what they were talking about and where their pain was. So she learned that way. And obviously she developed it that often there was an emotional cause, if you like, for a real physical pain. Mm -hmm. And when she was talking to people and asking them things and responding to what she felt with her touch and she had you know was very good with her hands very sensitive she, it was like a dialogue that was going on so there'd be her hands kind of talking with the person's body there would be her talking to the person and then there would also be what she observed but she didn't say but she communicated through the quality of her touch so sometimes there's a quality of touch that is like it's another form of language that is is talking to the person so um she, and then she got interested because her patients and they were called patients because they came for physiotherapy as opposed to clients coming for psychotherapy but she what what happened was people started to get not just better from their physical injuries or or pain or unexplained aches or pains but they started to get happier 
their lives started to change. And that was really where people started thinking, well, what, what are you doing? And they asked her, you know, what are you doing? And she said, oh, well, I'm just tinkering or whatever she said. And then somebody asked if Marion could train her and became like an apprentice and then more people wanted to be trained and doctors started to send people to Marion that they couldn't work out, you know, where there was no reason why somebody was having something, you know. And um, so that was really how it started. And then she got more interested in not kind of fixing people, but she was seeing people transform. People were changing. People were, you know, changing their careers or their marriages were getting better or their relationships. Or she started to get fascinated herself. And then as people asked to learn what it was that she was teaching, obviously she would have to describe it and it became a method and it was called Rosen Method by her students because it had to be called something and they said well let's call it that. So I think she was just really interested in people's potential, you know, about what more we have inside us um, and that was really, she, she was fascinated by that, she kept working until she she had a stroke I think when she was 98 but she was literally working the day before teaching so she was an incredible woman. And I wondered Annabelle because obviously you're a performer and um, I adore I watched you in Father Brown which was an amazing wonderful divine performance uh, like like a you know a grand dam of English English acting it was just gorgeous and I'd love to see you in more more roles like that and watching Shameless, so sexy. Uh, and even seeing you on the Matthew Wright show and you did, a, you did a boob dance, which was just so hilarious and funny and sexy. Um, and just so many performances and so many things you've done. I've just wondered, how's that? Of course, you're in Call the Midwife, which is endlessly important and uh, popular. And I know from seeing you interviewed that it's helped people who've had babies in lifts or it's helped I know lots of people who watch it regularly and it's, it's met so many people in so many ways. And so I, I'm, I'm wondering, has your Rosen through touching you, holding you, you touching other people, has that moved and changed your creativity as a, as a performer, as an actor? Has that, have they cross fertilized? I don't know. Yeah. I really, I don't know. Maybe when I'm, I can look back at my life, yeah. I, I think because I'm in it. You know, I, I, I can't tell what's influenced what. No. So in a way, it's all a flow. Mm. In a way, it's all a flow. So there's kind of like you've carried on being a performer, but you've also developed a school of Rosen in Britain yourself. So it's kind of all all emerged. Is that what you're saying? I think it's all it's all part of a continuum, isn't it? It's like I said, acting is about being somebody else. And Rosen Method is about helping people liberate who they are. And it's ironic to be in Call the Midwife, which is about, you know, bringing new life into the world. And Marion often described Rosen work as, as being like being midwives to people kind of com coming out, if you like, you know, this, this, often people feel new. They, they, you know, they get in touch, you know, with aspects of themselves that they haven't been in touch with. So they used to say it's like being a midwife. So I feel that, um, what can I say? I've just always been interested in what makes humans, you know, human. How do we relate to one another? And they're different, they're different 
parts to that. There's Rosen, which is one-to-one um, -one through the touch with, with a group. And then there's, there's acting, which is exploring in a different way. So for me, it's part of a continuum. I suppose. And that's so nice because in a way, if I'm, if I'm with you, obviously correct me if I'm not, but there's an inner and an outer. There's a kind of reaching out midwifery, you know, through, through television or acting. There's a kind of reaching out to bigger audiences who might never go to a Rosen workshop. And then there's the, the inner, which is the Rosen workshop, but there's, you're meeting different midwifing or midwifery in, in different ways. If I'm with you about that, there's a kind of... I mean, to be honest, I don't really think about it so much. I think we've all got a lot in us, you know, and yeah. again, in the olden days, people would grow up and you just do one profession, whereas now people have what they call portfolios. Yeah. And you look at a lot of actors and they're doing producing, directing, writing, they're doing all kinds of things. And um, I would also like to have done all those things as well, but my time's been taken up. I got fascinated by Rosen. And I think also because when you do TV or film, you know, you can do a scene, but I'm not in control of it. I just do my part, which is I act it to the best of my ability. There's lots of other people doing their roles and their skills and the director, and then it's edited. I could be edited out. Mm. Um, it could be spliced together in such a way that it gives a different impression of the scene than the one that I had thought that was going to be like that. And then I probably don't get to see it for a year. Whereas with Rosen, you see the results, if you like, literally immediately. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. It's, and it's a real, it's a real human being. We're real. There's nothing more exciting than people's real lives and often people some people have a very low opinion of themselves they think that they're leading a boring life or they're not happy with their lives or with themselves but they don't know how wonderful they are um, so basically <laughs> every person is, ha has so much in them but often they're not aware of it. And we are privileged, any therapist or any person working one-to-one -one with somebody like this, it always feels like a privilege. It feels like an honor. And that is where it is similar, I suppose, to midwifery, not that I've done midwifery. I don't know what it's like, but it's this privilege. And I think that's what practitioners and neurotherapists feel. Isn't it a privilege when people trust you? It's, it's such a privilege. I feel that. I feel I never take it for granted. And I also think that when people come to you, um, why should they trust you? They don't know anything about you. So we have to prove that we are trustworthy. And some people are ready to trust, you know, fairly quickly. They get a sense and they trust. And other people, they need a long time fair enough you know i think that's really important and again when somebody does trust you or you feel that it's it's an honor it's a privilege and i think that um as i say i i just appreciate it it enriches my life so much i learn so much by all my clients all my students um i think it's lifelong learning because we're learning about you know the the, hu the human condition the human being and so uh, so i just think and then acting i love because 
you can really be transported into other realms. You know, you can really surprise yourself. And you, I love, I always loved history, psychology, philosophy. Um, being in a TV show is a bit like being in a circus in that you bond. And I mean, you're in caravans with your makeup, but there's an intensity to it. And again, there has to be that trust. People are trusting one another. So again, I think I really enjoy this collaboration. I like being part of a team. I like that feeling that we're creating something together. And when you're with a client, you're actually creating something together. It's not me doing something to the client. We are entering this together and we are finding it together. It's equal. It's an equal relationship. And I think the best productions, TV productions, are where everybody's an equal and you all feel like you're collaborating. A cake comes out at the end of it, but you've all put your ingredients in. You can't tell that's that, that's that, that's that. You just get the cake, but it's a lovely feeling. So I think that's where I'm happy. And there's more things I'd like to do, you know, but... Um, what would you like to do? Ah. Uh... <laughs> don't have to say anything if there's anything you'd like to say <laughs> lots of different things <laughs> what's coming across which is so lovely Annabelle is <clears throat> the sense of equality and accessibility and joining together and oneness like village like you know that sense of villages when you're in the tv show whether you're in the rose community and the joy you know when you're expressing yourself there's so much joy about this sense of collaboration and and community and that what everyone wants i'm sure it is i'm sure it is and i know from talking to you that you're passionate about accessibility and you've been passionate about these different movements that have been happening about integration and diversity and i know you're you're passionate about us as a human race recognizing each other and including being inclusive and i think there's something about what you're saying about rosen including all the parts whether they're they don't want to come out yet or not and the the acting being all the parts whether you and you don't know you have to surrender you do not know what what your part's going to look at when the tv show comes out but there's something about all the parts and all the parts coming together mm. yeah i think so i think um i think it's lovely to feel a part of something that's bigger than us yeah. And that that is of good. Yeah. And what I wondered, Annabelle, if, if you felt okay to, again, only if you feel okay to, but on your lovely embodiment conference, you just did a little taster. And I don't know if you if you'd be willing, you don't have to, obviously. <laughs> do a little moment of you did something about connecting with the body and maybe the hand, but if there's a small moment of doing something that takes people into that sense of rose and if that makes any sense to you to be completely honest because i've been leading some oh, groups already, doing, already doing too much yeah that's fine i i i kind of feel um i would like well i would like to invite we we run courses we run online courses and i think because of the time that we've got yes um that I would just say, you know, if people are interested to come to sign up of, because we've got online courses now. And, um, you know, um, I don't feel I could offer anything right this second. Fine. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. 
that's mm. totally fine that makes sense mm. so yeah so if people want to they can they can explore at rosenmethod.co.uk they can look at courses online and yeah we've got we've got something online coming up um in january and we would like to do that with people but i think it would take too long for the time that we've got now and then it would just be like anything else do you know what i mean when you do something everything feels very similar exactly exactly you know. And I know, um, just to bring this to a, a gentle close, but I know you do Rose and Dance, which I know is marvellous as well. So <laughs> people can join in in different ways, can't they? They can join in yes. with dance. Yeah, it's called um, Rose and Method Movement. And how that came about was that Marion had a lot of um, clients, you know, that were older and she helped them with their aches and pains and their injuries. And a lot of them said to her, is there any way we can prevent these injuries and aches and pains from developing in the first place? Mm. So she basically took a lot of movements that people would recognize actually now from Pilates, from physiotherapy, from dance. But she put it together in her way, again, based on her way of seeing people, understanding the body, understanding the emotions. And people would come to these um, movement classes. And uh, it's designed to lubricate the joints, to do gentle stretching. But people also found it was a bit like the way that you were moving was opening those parts of you inside almost in a similar way to the bodywork in terms of that people felt differently mm -hmm. so again it's um it's fun i mean lots of people love it more than the bodywork i never liked it i i didn't like it at all i have to admit i i loathed it for many many years and now i love it you know, I think it depends on, you know, what's going on in your life and what you're open to. And I don't think I could really uh, slow down in myself enough or I don't think I could allow the movement and the music into me in the way that I can now. Mm -hmm. Other people come to it straight away. So it's fun to try. And yes, there's lots of classes internationally now online because of COVID, which has been great fun. Um, some I went to one last night organized by the you know in in Russia and um you know America all over the place so you're right that's a very nice accessible way to to have a little taste lovely so thank you Annabelle thank you for taking thank you Kate <laughs> it's it's um it, it's a very loving method isn't it it's a very loving method and it's if we were thinking of love as a verb, there's something about it that explains love in a way. The action, the action of being with someone in such a way which is gentle and not forcing. I think what you what you people feel, I hope, is the unconditional positive regard for yeah. your essence. Yeah. For your essence. It's like yes. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. And again, I think there's something, there's all different ways that people convey that. Mm. And, um, but I think it is, I mean, my philosophy, my personal philosophy is that we all want to love and be loved. Mm. But that gets very fucked up 
by by life and by circumstances but when things boil down right to the very essence with nearly everybody i think that comes down this this desire to love and be loved to have your love received and yeah. to to feel that you are loved and i think that's that simple you know when you have that so much else seems to sort itself out it's so true it is so true and i think something i'm really understanding now is that we love with our with the ways we've learnt or know how to love so different people's love languages may come out so differently that another person may not experience it as love but the more we understand diversity if you like or intersectionality or we understand that things are not binary we i'm feeling like so many of us that's we are loving it's just understanding our different ways and our differences and and that's what's so beautiful about you talking about one thing as maybe i can say as we're ending is um something and i've been on rose and workshops which are amazing they have these check-in group check-ins which somehow are led as if the group is one so one person shares and then another and then another and it's as if it's one session with one body and the whole group, it seems to me, the whole group has moved as if it's one. And yet people will have said different things. And there could be tears, there could be anger, there could be peace, there could be, and yet it's like the bubbling and unfurling of, of oneness. And I think that's what's so beautiful is, is, is in something like Rosen, that sense of community that we are all connected, even, and especially if we, we emit it in very different ways, there's a link with everybody. I think also when people, um, often when we talk, we put cushions around our words. You know, we try and explain or justify or qualify or excuse or conceal if we're not sure about it. And when you take away the cushions, when you're just authentic and really sharing from, from what you really feel is true, people want to listen. It's absolutely riveting because whenever you hear the truth it's like a chime that we all feel you know we feel the truth of something and that again is life-giving even if it's something very difficult and painful somebody being truthful somebody being authentic you know and again uh, it sounds simple it sounds simple but so often that isn't really how we've learned to be for many reasons and just coming back and just the simple truth and again i always think that the really sad thing for me one of the very sad things to do with germany with the rise of hitler was that so many people um just didn't do anything for a long time and they were afraid they were afraid to say that's not okay in effect i'm making it very now but i often think so often people stay silent and i think to to say what you see to say what you feel to say what you think is so important yeah. you know and often people don't admit things to themselves you know they they're scared so again i just think this practice of just being truthful you know and i'm not talking about saying to somebody i don't like you i'm not talking about you know that 
I'm talking about owning your own shit, um, owning your feelings, owning your passion, owning your love, uh, owning what you want to do, owning what you're scared of, owning what you're ashamed of, owning what you'll regret. Just, just you know, being honest, being authentic with ourselves. And I think if, if pe people that can do that, and we, we know people like that, it's so refreshing. You want to be with those people. That's the new paradigm, isn't it, of living in the heart where people can, like you said, it's not easy, it's simple, but it's not easy. But with kindness and support, perhaps more of us can dare be authentic, speak our truth. And, and stand up for others. Stand up for others. Um, my mother said when they were in London, for example, streets with communities, you know, if somebody bullied someone over the, over the garden wall, they'd say, oi, oi, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, you know, that, that's what we've sometimes lacked is the people saying, we don't like that. Come on, be nice to each other. And uh, so, yeah, perhaps that's it where we can be. We, we, we notice who's missing. We notice who's not being seen, who's not having a chance, who's not being allowed. And how can we access them? How can we allow them to have that chance too? So we can all be together. Beautifully put. Thank you so much, Annabelle. So mm -hmm. wonderful. Thank you, Kate. Really gorgeous. Really gorgeous to talk to you. So bless your heart. And you. Thank you. Lots of, lots of love. Thank you. So that was Annabelle Apsian, star of stage and screen, and someone that you may know from Call the Midwife, Shameless, and the many films and shows that she's been in. But also, now you may have a sense of this healing work that she does, the Rosen Bodywork Therapy, and how profound it is to be touched by another person, to allow yourself to be touched, and how all these frozen places in us can be known, can come into contact, have the potential of softening, and how we can soften in contact with another. Perhaps that's love. So I hope you enjoyed today. I certainly did. found it very touching. And I think I'm really in, in tune with how much touch is really important. So, thanks very much. Hope you tune in for another show.